Hello, it's Graham Cove with another My Music. In a minute, I will be speaking to the wonderful Lucy May Walker, all about her new album, her life in music, and much, much more, which we will discover as we talk to her. But first, this. Lucy, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm good. Thank you. You were saying just before we came on that you were you saw the stream yard and you thought, oh, you felt quite nostalgic about it because <laughs> during lockdown you spent a little bit of time in stream yard. Just tell people what you were doing. I spent a lot of time in StreamYard. <laughs> Too long, uh, she says. Yeah. And luckily I have a, a boyfriend who is very technical. So I just hopped on and just spoke and sang and, and did live streams and then he did all the rest of the stuff that you can probably do that I can't <laughs> pressing the buttons in the background and making yeah. people's comments come up what, yeah, what was yeah. the uh what was the, the best comment you had whilst you were doing the, your your lockdown sessions I have no idea it, you, don't, was... you can't remember well, everyone's very nice. Luckily, I don't get any trolls. But but actually, sometimes I'm thinking like, ah, oh, if I ever get a hate comment, I know that that's when I've made it, and I've not had that yet. So <laughs> you purposely now need to to find some way of getting hate. <laughs> no, I don't think I do. No, you don't really want that to happen no. at all. No, <laughs> stay on the right side of the law. It's it's probably it's probably a better idea. Um, and what sort of things were you doing? on those sessions were you doing all of your own stuff were you doing some covers as well um yeah so I, I did I think I did two series of a thing called songwriter series where I would have um different artists come on I think the first series it was just me and then I decided for the second series I'd invite other artists on and we'd each uh almost like a you know like a writer's round where you both kind of take it in turns to sing a song and, and explain what the song's about um, and it was nice. Uh, people tuned in every week. Um, I, I do kind of miss that. Sometimes I feel like yeah. I neglect it now that we've got real life. So it's nice to be back doing stuff online. Are you quite surprised, actually, getting off the subject of music for a minute, but are you quite surprised at how quickly we kind of forgot <laughs> all of that stuff that that went on? Yeah, and sometimes I think because I, uh, I'm a full-time musician and I think my my income is probably 90% live gigs mm. um, and a lot of that is like busking and cover gigs and you know I was desperate to get out and and do some busking um, in lockdown and I'm disappointed in myself sometimes because I think oh you know oh, I'm not really feeling 100% today. Maybe I won't go busking today. And sometimes I think, remember when you really yeah, wanted remember to do that? that? Um, but I guess that's life, isn't it? We kind of, we take things for granted a little bit. I was very fortunate in a way 
because everybody was in the same situation. And I started this when that, that was happening. Mm. But it was quite nice. I managed to talk to some people in the music industry. I probably wouldn't have been able to talk to otherwise because yeah. they had the time to to stop and in fact you know we had those conversations oh yeah you know normally I would be on a plane and I'd be flying over the Atlantic and doing this and doing that mm -hmm. and now I'm stuck here at home and what you just talked about I, I spoke to Billy Sherwood who's a bass player with Yes mm -hmm. it's like wow I've got the bass player with Yes on you know um, and he was literally saying I would play a Starbucks right now to, <laughs> to two people. Yeah. <laughs> I am so desperate to get my bass guitar out and play in front of an audience. I would, I would happily do that. Yeah. And that's, that's just mad, isn't it? That people that have, you know, can play places the size of Madison Square Gardens and whatever, are like literally pulling their hair out. Yeah, 100%. Saying, um I, I joined twitch as well um mm. and that was really interesting because it's something that i never thought i had time for and it is true because now that I've, i'm gigging and you know got my album out and everything i don't have time for it at the moment but i, I will return to it but it was you know from doing twitch streams doing i did a mixture of covers and originals and i now have these fans in like uh, America, India, all these places that I would never ever reach um, if it wasn't for that time. And they still support me now. Um, and I, again, I'm neglecting Twitch. I need to get back on it at some point. Now, at the weekend, I had my hair cut. So, looks know, lovely. You'd, thank you. If you'd spoken to me like last week, it would have been a longer affair. Yeah. Um, and we have our hair cut at home because it's great. It's, <laughs> it's a great thing. You know, you don't have to queue. Um, oh, someone comes to you? Someone comes here. Yeah. Look at you. I, Someone's doing well. No, it, it, it's, it's cheaper than going really? out. Yeah, it's amazing. I'll give you her number. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> hi, Tracy. Um, you know, the kids call her haircut Tracy. It's lovely, isn't it? Nice. <laughs> and I was having my haircut and I put your album on because I said, oh, I, I need to listen to this album. Like yeah. Big time because I'm... I'm interviewing this person next week and they said uh they as as the songs were playing they said oh it's a bit country oh which was nice because you've got a you've got a little twang in your voice yeah you yeah know? and then it's oh it's a bit taylor swift nice <laughs> yeah and it's like oh this is different and their, their synopsis was, which I thought was a reasonable synopsis, is that you've got a lot of varying styles in there. The one thing that they did say was, you've got to ask her, is she Irish? No, but I get that sometimes. Do so, you get that a lot? Not a lot. But, so I'm from near Birmingham, Worcestershire. Yeah. And I've, I'm really sad. I live in London now, but I've kind of like lost my accent. But sometimes it's, it's my A's. Right. So I would say... The word gravy, I say gravy. So my A's and my I's. Gravy, isn't it? And sometimes, <laughs> yeah, and sometimes people think I'm uh, Scouse. Uh, I have had Irish before. No one really goes for Birmingham, which is weird. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think sometimes my accent comes out um, in certain words in certain songs. Um, 
But that's interesting because country, I'm not a country artist and I I'm always get confused with genres because I know what I am. But when I try to explain that to people, I always say like, I'm folky pop. But actually, I'm probably just pop. But when I say pop, I think people will go to like Katy Perry pop. Which is nowhere but you're near. You're a bit more alt pop, aren't you? In a way, alt pop. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll start saying that. I, I, is that okay to say? Yeah. yeah. And then I went yeah. for like indie pop. I, who knows? Whatever it is. So basically, Tracy the haircutter thinks that I can be anything. Is that what she's saying? Well, I think Tracy feels that you could be the next big thing. Wow. Which is really, yeah, she was absolutely, she she absolutely loved it. She said she was going to go home and listen to it that evening with her husband. No way. Over, oh, over thanks. Wine, which, which was lovely. Great. Um, and it's a, it's a real good test, isn't it? You know, um, while someone's cutting your hair, because, you know, that means you might get into salons. So <laughs> it's been the dream. And then, and then you've made it. You've made it because, like, everybody will hear it. No, but I thought it was—I thought it was a reasonable synopsis. You, you certainly over the breadth of this. There it is, folks. In case you haven't seen it before, there we go. Look, we can do it. We can do a twin thing. I can, <laughs> I can be. <laughs> uh, I can be Lucy for a minute. Um, certainly over the course of this, it's in terms of style. There's a consistency f throughout, which, which you know, is okay. Good. It's great for for you know. I feel for any artist because sometimes people can try too hard to to change things up to a point where they lose any kind of consistency, mm -hmm. uh, and then you're you're really confused who you're listening to. Yeah. You certainly know this is you throughout. Okay, good. But it it's certainly goes through the gamut of sort of emotions. Yeah, and, and emotional ride. Did, did it feel a bit like that writing it? Um. Yes. Uh, I don't know about writing it, but when I look, look back and I, I think about all the songs, I, I do explain it as like an emotional roller coaster. Same with performing live. My songs are like, I'll have you crying one minute and then like laughing the next. Um, because I, I think, sorry. If That's you life, hear, isn't it? Right. If you, if you can hear my neighbours, I'm really sorry. There's a very loud Hi, neighbours. Um, it's so annoying um, but yeah that is, exactly it's life and, and I think sometimes people are like they'll hear one song and think that you're that one thing um, but it, of, of course you don't just write sad songs I mean I did used to just write sad songs and then I kind of evolved as a songwriter um, but yeah emotional roller coaster I think is a, is a good term for the album well that, that's that's fantastic now you earlier today did this <sighs> Oh, wow. I only did that like an hour ago. That's impressive. <laughs> so there you go. Um, any particular reason why Floating in Space gets top notch on this? I just love it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I also said on the cut. It's your most proggy number. Uh, yeah. I feel. Yeah. I, I did say don't quote me on it because it changes. Tomorrow, maybe Floating in Space will be my least favourite. But um, at the moment, every time I hear that, I just feel like I don't know. It's it's a diff it's a it's a really interesting song that one because it, it was actually a song commission. Mm. So both the hardest goodbye and uh, uh, floating in space were song commissions. Again, something that um, came out of lockdown, um, where I was trying to make some money and was like, hmm, does anyone want me to write a song? 
and I got people to message and, and a lot of them were like anniversaries for their partners or whatever. Um, and the hardest goodbye uh, is a whole different thing, but um, floating in space, um, a friend of a friend got in touch and she said um, she wanted me to write a song for her kids. Um, their dad had passed away. Mm. And she said, look, I want this song to not be sad. I want it to be uplifting so they can hear it and think of all the great things about their dad. Well, that um, is a challenge, isn't it? That's yeah. Nice. And uh, I thought, God, like, that, it's so much pressure, but I, it's it's a, an amazing way of writing because you'd never, ever write about that if you hadn't gone through it yourself. Um, so what she did was sent me screenshots of, like, Facebook posts that he kind of wrote. Um, he he was uh, he did a lot of writing himself, and he did, like, mm. posts post to his kids, um, you know, saying, I'm, I'm proud of you, blah, blah, blah. And I would take what he wrote and put it into this song. And um, he passed away to a song called Something, Something Floating in Space. I can't remember the whole title. And I just thought, what a nice message to have. Instead of, you know, when, when you think of people that have passed, it's always a sad thing. But imagine if you're, a, if you're a kid and they're just, they're just having a great time in space, like floating around. Um, so, yeah, that's that's... I think maybe the backstory has like a really special place in my heart. So um, I that just is lovely. It. Yeah, no, I can I can totally understand why that would move you so much, and why therefore it goes to the top of the list. I yeah. think as you get older, I think another birthday might creep up the list. Yeah, I don't. I, I love another birthday. I don't. I, I don't know why I put it there. I, I honestly think everything's number one, but I just did it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, everything obviously is number one, yeah. and of course, you know, it must be. I mean, it's like when people say to me, "What? What's your favourite song?" What? Yeah. How can you do that? No, stupid question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's your favourite music artist? You know, I've got I've yeah. got people I've seen more than anybody else. There's you know, there's people like Marillion, who I've been a fan of nice. my whole life, you know, and I love their, I love them live. Steve Hogarth's a tremendous singer. If you've never seen Marillion, mm -mm. check it out. Okay. Um, but, you know, Shwain, which is a good sign. It means I'm being taken seriously. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, but the thing is, you can't, you can't, you know, if you're a, if you're a real music fan, you can't. You know, no. because because ultimately music soundtracks various parts of your life and you yeah. kind of fall in and out of love with particular bits of music. And, you know, one minute. Something means a lot more to you and then you kind of put it on the shelf and then you kind of come back to it. And that's the beautiful thing yeah. about music as well. It's kind of you can almost dust it off and bring it back and go, oh, wow. Do you know, yeah. remember that? And so I, you know, I totally get you. They're all number one, but that's why I think, as you get older, because you're just a young whippersnapper, unlike me. <laughs> I think as you get older, another birthday will creep up there because okay. you know when you get to my age, it's like uh, it's another birthday. Yeah, and it's you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. Is, is that your favourite then? For now, I I think just because I think. You know, it kind of everybody that gets past a certain age 
<laughs> gets yeah. to that point where it's like, mm, you know, birthdays. I love the kids but having birthdays. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. really, really special. They're so excited. They're so, and it's like, you know, when it gets to my age, it's like, it's almost like an, an effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. So for another birthday was kind of written um, because when you get, I mean, everyone's getting older all the time. Even, you know, you get older and, and suddenly it's much harder to meet up with your friends. Some of them might have kids, some of them, you know, they oh. might have moved away. So I feel like even, you know, at my age, which I'm not going to say, um, I, I, some friends, I only see them at birthdays and, and we seem to make an effort for birthdays and it's like, all right, I'll see you next year. And it's, it's kind of sad, but it, it's also nice that, you know, people do make the effort at birthdays. Um, and yeah. it's harder to keep that commonality and that common ground with people, isn't it? As as yeah. you you know, as the years passed, and I guess, in a way, uh, let's going going back to it again. That was another thing that kind of came out of the pandemic and lockdown and everything stopping for a minute. Was it was that opportunity to like reconnect mm. with people? Mm. It was like oh, I'm, I'm I'm stuck here now. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you know. I might be, I might carry on doing my work and everything else, but you know, I can't go out. I can't you can't do this, whatever. So, you know, suddenly everybody gravitated to this portal that was in front of them. Yeah. And suddenly we all connected in a completely different way. Can you imagine now doing the Zoom stuff that you did with, like, if someone messaged me now and was like, "Hey, do you want to do? Do you want to do a Zoom party on the weekend?" I'd be like, "No," <laughs> but at the time, I was like, "Yay!" What was the most bizarre Zoom thing that you did? Um, so my my dad hosted a Zoom quiz every Saturday, right? And um, it started off quite tame, and it was quite funny because it was like it was his friends, and then me, and then. A, my friends would find out about it so it's like all these random people that shouldn't Very really random. be together yeah and then um my friend dan was like the guy like the tech the tech guy because my dad was every week he couldn't remember how to do anything so dan was doing all the tech and then suddenly the quiz would turn once the quiz would finish it would turn into like a disco um so everyone was like yeah <laughs> virtual like, disco yeah it was great it was so good oh i love that yeah that is pretty but i think i can beat it on the bizarre front go on i actually well two things one is putting zoom aside i actually used a, a platform called remo for a bit during the pandemic which Didn't was actually really cool because it had virtual tables it would have been great for your pub quiz. Yeah. Right? Because you literally sat around the table with people. Oh, that's nice. Right. And then you could hop table and join another group of people at a different table. You could on screen, you could just hop. That was brilliant. Oh. But the most bizarre, I got invited to a Zoom work session. Okay. And I thought, okay, you know, and I was used to like network meetings and, and other sort of meetups and social things and whatever but i thought okay let's give this a try and you turned up and it was like now the rules are everybody nobody's to put their mic on okay nobody <laughs> like, okay. And we are all gonna well, i'm gonna put some 
I'm going to put some music on and we're all going to sit there in silence and work, but we're all together. That's weird. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? So to get like the feeling that you're in an office together? Like get the feeling like you're in a communal space. That's so funny. But online, I just thought it was like the weirdness that people went and, after and how long did you last in that meeting like 20 you... odd minutes and then i just had to I, yeah yeah I, I thought i was doing quite well yeah i was like i, I the thing <laughs> is you get curious with it don't you so yeah. it's like every, every every few minutes i was kind of like looking at when someone's going to talk now or do something aren't they no it's going to change yeah no it's not it absolutely isn't it reminded me That's actually funny. of a <laughs> there might be a song in there later. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, the day the day we all sat still on Zoom. Um, there's a line, but yeah, it reminded me of when I was at university. We did we did film studies as part of my degree, and we watched this film, and it was a deconstruction of La Boheme, mm -hmm. the the opera. And we all literally sat all in this uh, cinema place that we had at university and you know 20 30 minutes went by and nothing had changed on the screen and we were all like miss miss we think the film's broken Shh. and then we realized <laughs> we realized this was the film there were only two frames in the whole film and it went on for two hours oh wow hmm. why why do people make the art like that it just doesn't ah oh, for me it just <laughs> drives me mad anyway there we go nice think, yeah so we've been through some bizarre experiences what were your experiences of music when you were younger were you from a musical family um yes uh so my mom was a piano teacher very nice ironically i do not play piano. you don't play piano you do no. you rebel against piano in a way because of that um, well, we have this argument. If she's watching, she'll be like screaming at the, at, uh, the computer. You still need to play! Because <laughs> I, I obviously got to an age where I was like, oh my God, I want to play piano. And she's like, oh, well, I tried to teach you. And I'm like, no, you needed to force me. But obviously that's bad parenting. So I think she, if I wasn't interested, she just let me do my thing. So she was a, a yeah, piano teacher and uh, my grandma... Uh, on her side was a classical singer um uh and I did more dancing to be honest when I was growing up I did like mm. um dance competitions I did freestyle like disco dancing wow um, ballet tap um and Do you then treat people to that at gigs nowadays or not like in my head, I'm still a dancer. You, 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 yeah. <laughs> in reality, you're up there. You're playing guitar, and in your head, you're actually like. <laughs> yeah. No, I get so, I get so out of breath. I'm, I'm I play guitar, so I don't really move, and I get so out of breath. I don't know how artists do like dance routines and stuff. I saw Pink does does like um, aerial stuff. She's like on tour. Crazy. Like, did you Crazy. see that? I don't yeah. know how she sings, um, but yes, I did lots of singing and dancing and acting um, kind of growing up. Um, so I was always like a performer. And then I did performing arts at uni, but kind of knowing just because I could I could dance and, and act as well. I thought, well, I'll just make the most of that. But kind of always knowing that I wanted to be um, a singer. 
Um, but I kind of started quite late to the songwriting because I didn't start writing till I'd left uni. Um, who were you trying to who were you trying to convince otherwise then? Yourself or or the people around you? Um I think because I had well, I tried to get into Lipper. Right. And I, I didn't get in, but I also I had like no I've got no music theory. Um I didn't write at that time, so I literally was a singer. Um yeah, and I just kind of I wanted to have a good time at uni rather than I don't know. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I loved uni. I went to Carlisle, and so it's quite a small uni, um, and I had the best time. And, okay, I left uni, and then I became a busker, so I didn't really need the degree. But you learn so much uh, kind of just social life, and I grew up so much, um, became so so much more independent. So I, I don't regret doing that, although my bank balance does um <laughs> maybe one day they they take you back when you're famous you know you'll go back and get your honorary degree in something as well you know maybe you'd love uh, that wouldn't you maybe maybe i should have done something like songwriting but i don't think that i was because i'd never written anything i didn't think kind of to go that route and i used to call myself at uni a songwriter singer songwriter and people were like you need to start writing some songs if you kind of call yourself that yeah so, what so was I did. It, where, where was the inspiration coming from then? Um, I th I used to listen to BBC Live Lounge all the time. I was obsessed. Oh. I love it. I mean, I still love it, but, you know, I could get the CD for Christmas every year. Yeah, yeah. I love how artists kind of took a song and make it made it their own. So that's kind of how I started. Um, but I did that annoying thing where, you know, when, like, singers have this, like, cursive kind of voice and they just think they're really unique but actually you're just trying to copy i used to want to be diana vickers so bad did you on the x factor do you remember her yeah yeah i was obsessed with her i got like the same bag that she got and everything um i think it's just you have to go through that where you finding your your voice i think her initial hit was written by uh narina mm. pelo wasn't it no way i supported her yeah no way yeah it was oh, i'll have to ask her about that check it out wow what a full circle. <laughs> yeah, so random I, knowledge there. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to be Diana Vickers. Um, and then I eventually realized that I'm pretty cool just being myself. But I think everyone does that, don't they? They try be lots of other people and then they go, oh, wait, why don't I just be me? <laughs> Isn't that part and parcel of being a singer, though, in a way? Is I think it's part of how you learn as much mm. as anything else you've got to kind of you've got to find your voice but yeah. in terms of trying to find your voice um you've got to you've got to imitate and you've yeah. got to you know you've got to look at how other people do it's it's a bit like for, for singers in particular it's a little bit like uh, learning a different type of technique on the guitar or a different type of fingering or, or mm -hmm. something like that. You know, it's like, how do I get a bit more vibrato in my voice? So I sound like this or, you know, how, how on earth do I sound like Stevie Nicks? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do I go right down there? You know, it's like, um, but it's, yeah, it's part of it. And then it's, but it, then it's becoming, it's learning to, to be comfortable with the faults of your own voice as well, isn't it, I think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, 
And I think actually... Not that they are false, but they... But you <laughs> yeah, know don't worry. <laughs> the mannerisms of your own voice. Yeah. Um, and I think performing live as much as possible, you kind of... Um, your voice adapts. So, like, I used to really try and... I have quite a, a low voice, really. This is why I didn't do musical theatre. I, I did at one point want to be a musical theatre star, but then your range has to be so high... And my, I'm like an alto, maybe even a tenor, who knows? Um, so then I thought, okay, well, I'll just... cheap at half the price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just write my own songs in my own key, then I don't have to try and get those notes. Um, but actually even busking, um, I guess, allows you to kind of experiment of how you're singing. And um, I busk for like minimum two hours in one go, which is a really long time to be singing. So it kind of changed, you kind of train your voice to to withhold those it. two hours. Exactly. Um, and yeah. actually, my my head voice has got so much stronger because I'm not trying to push the, you know, you know when people are really trying to push the chest voice. Um, and actually, sometimes singing, like, quite softly is a much nicer sound. Um, so I think singing live as much as possible um, and not being afraid to kind of experiment. Um, which is why busking's so good because no one's listening. Yeah, don't um, try and do it, folks. Especially on a cold day, you'll really end up with bronchitis if you, you know, you over, you know, overexert your your chest voice out there. For sure. Been it, been there, seen it, done it. Got the t-shirt. Yeah. But I love busking. Um, we used to busk. It we ca probably can't do it now. We used to busk right in the middle of Newcastle as a band. Um, as morning. a band. As a band, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, you wouldn't um, be able to do that now. <laughs> definitely. Not. Yeah. You know, um, at a time when you were able to do that sort of thing. Um, but that, the, the great thing about busking is always that, you know, people are just walking by and they're not necessarily, they're getting on with their lives. They're not mm -hmm. there for a concert. They're not there for a thing. So you've got to work hard. You've got to work hard to catch someone's eye as yeah. much as you've got to, you know, deliver. And that's great for taking that into a live situation, isn't it, as well? Because that means you've got some kind of idea about how to win over an audience. Yeah, and it's, it's, it is a whole different thing trying to win over someone that's not come to see you. Because if you compare it to, like, say, if you're on a festival lineup or something like that, okay, people aren't there to see you, but they are see, there to see music. So it's much easier to kind of get them. Whereas busking, most of the time they're like, what the hell is that noise? Oh, it's that girl singing. Um, but actually, maybe 50% of my fan base are people that have seen me busking on, on the street. So um, I, I try not to ever lose that. Um, and yeah, you, you learn lots of things. Um, but I also think it's so different um, trying to translate the busking stuff to to live shows it's completely different um you, you and, mentioned festivals are you playing any festivals this year um i no. i am but i can't say I, I wish that was the answer no uh any festivals listening i would love to my dream festival is barn on the farm i've not even been right but i just every time i i need to go I see their lineup. I just think, oh, I would, I would feel like I'd fit in to that festival so well. And um, so that's my dream festival. Um, no, uh, I might be doing Edinburgh Fringe, um, some busking there, but if, if I can afford the accommodation. Yeah. Um, 
We've got a festival that's just started up. Well, it started up a few years ago down here um, called Shindig Festival. There you go. There's a, there's a, there, Where yeah. are you in the world? I'm in Somerset. Oh, lovely. And I drink yeah. a lot of cider, so that works. Well, you need to come and visit sometime. If Great. you're ever passing the door, just, just knock. Um, and I'll take you to our local cider mill, which is 15 minutes from the house. Lovely. Sounds yeah. great. Perry Cider I... Mill. Hi, guys at Perry. <laughs> Get some on tap ready for Lucy for when she I... passes the door. So I need, right. to do, I need to do Somerset then. So I'm going on tour, if you don't mind me plugging it. I'm sure you were going to ask me anyway, but yeah, I here was. we go. <laughs> so, so where do I need to go next time? Somerset? Is that one to add to the list? Absolutely, yeah. Somerset is definitely... You, the thing is, as long as you're passing through Somerset, then then you're there, aren't you? I think the closest one I'm doing to you is be Bristol. Bristol. And then what you should do, you see, you should do Bristol and then you should do Exeter and then you've got to come through Somerset so you can pick up your cider on the way. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll make a plan. But if Isn't that a plan? Fantastic. If not, please come to Edinburgh, Leeds, Birmingham, Bristol, Brighton or London. That's my go. tour starting the end of this month, first week of April. Yeah. There's some. There's a uh, Phoenix in Exeter. That's a really good um, place to play. The thing. The thing is, I'd love to play everywhere. Of course, but, but it's it's not financially. Possible. Yeah, with a band and everything. Like basically, if you're going on tour, you're going to lose about two grand. <laughs> so, I have to really pick places where I know I've got the audience. And at the moment, Southwest, I don't really have no. that much of well, one so where you're going wrong there just let me give you a little tip there where you're going mm -hmm. wrong is what you need to do is you need to sell t-shirts which are two grand see what do you mean if well if you had merchandise if you had a special special t-shirt on yeah. your merchandise roster which was two two thousand pounds you wouldn't lose two thousand pounds when you went oh, on tour. got it <laughs> see I thought you were trying to tell me how to sell tickets in Somerset. I was like, no, oh. well, the way to sell tickets in Somerset <laughs> is to is to support the Wurzels. No, <laughs> I wouldn't say no. Hey, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I am a cider drinker and all that. Um, yeah, they're still very popular around these parts. But, um, right. but you know, Glastonbury. There you go. That's that's this neck of the woods. Maybe try and try and do Glastonbury next year. Oh, as if it's that easy, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can put the feelers out um okay. my, my wife works in glastonbury on a week um she probably bumps into the evis family on a regular basis so you know great let me send you another cd to just have on on hand. emily if you're watching <laughs> lucy <laughs> would like to play your festival next year is that all right thanks <laughs> darling okay <laughs> <laughs> there is the competition which i, I... <laughs> oh sorry i've got a that's not you. That's a no, dog. <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> I applied for the for the competition. Um, but let's see. Let's see if that works. Oh, you're muted. I am muted because of the dog uh, going absolutely crazy. I'm sorry about that, folks All in right. the background. You don't. I don't even know where he's come from. Right? <laughs> Is it not your dog? <laughs> it might not even be my dog. Listen, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Um, if people want to find out a bit more about your music and listen to this, where where, where shall they go? Oh, if you want a, a copy of the CD, you can buy that on my website. Um, also, vinyl is give coming. The, give the address. Give the address. LucyMayWalkerOfficial.com. 
Um, and then you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, the album is called Nothing Ever Stays the Same. And my name is Lucy May Walker. You've very professionally done. Thank you very, very much. Thank I you. hope you've enjoyed today, Lucy. I hope you've enjoyed our chat. Um, let's see you out and about uh, any of those places. I'm going to name drop any of the people that we mentioned in there today so that hopefully that they join in. One last question, which I always ask people, which is, mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned earlier, you, you knew Miss Pello. Um, anybody that you'd love to work with? Oh, so many. Um, oh, you put me on the spot, though. Uh, I would like to write with Gabrielle Applin. And I feel like I could get there because I feel like she's in reach. Um, so let's go for that one. Um, and I always, always wanted to um, do a duet with James Morrison. Is he wow. still about? Yeah, he's still about. I think cool. he released. I think he released uh, an album last year. But Gabrielle Alpen, that's love. Mm. What a wonderful voice. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she is, and and you know what? Because she did. So is that a dream of yours as well? Because she did one year the John Lewis advert. Yeah, would I think love, it's everyone's dream. Would you love to do the John Lewis advert? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, and that's a great way to kind of catapult your career, you know. Um, Which song from the album is the John Lewis advert? Oh, as it is now, I guess. Floating in space. Well. No? Yeah, just, the, I guess the John Lewis sound is changing, isn't it? But yeah. normally it's quite stripped back and acoustic, so maybe run back home. Yeah, run work. back home. Who knows? I'll do, do you know anything. what? I'm going to tag John Lewis in as well. John Lewis, if you're watching, run back home for the John Lewis Christmas song. That'd be nice. <laughs> Make it happen. Thank you. <laughs> Lucy, it's been an absolute pleasure Thank having you, so you on. Much. Thank you so much for talking to me. Um, I wish you all the best for the future. In all seriousness, if you're ever Somerset Way, do say hi. Oh, I, I absolutely will. We'll yeah. open our doors. You can come in, have a cup of tea. We'll, I'll take you to. I will take you to the local um, thing and buy you some cider. How about that's, that? That's a deal. Thank you. I there will. There you go. Thanks so Everybody, much for having me. It's been the wonderful Lucy May Walker. You've been watching my music, sponsored by the wonderful Analog Trash. If you've enjoyed this, including the dog barking, because you know that's keeping it real, then please subscribe. Share it with your friends and tell everybody about Lucy. Because it's not about me. As I say every time, it's about the music. Enjoy. Bye for now. Bye.